Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast about the intersection of Apple and the business world. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. For my guest this week, we'd like to welcome John Bennett from Dashlane. John, welcome to Apple at Work. Bradley, great, great to be here, and uh, you know, look look forward to the you know conversation about like just what's going on with passkeys and what Dashlane is, you know, how we're, we're factoring into that narrative. Yeah, before we get started, uh, we, we, this obviously the topic of conversation today is passkeys and where this market's at. Um, for our listeners that aren't familiar with Dashlane, can you get, kind of give us the high level view of of who Dashlane is and and what you all do? Yeah, no. So, so Dashlane, you know, Dashlane has a, a rich history in terms of um, helping secure uh, consumers and businesses uh, online credentials in the cloud. Um, you know, we offer password management uh, capabilities to uh, businesses of all sizes and consumers um, uh, um, worldwide. You know, when you think about passwords, um, passwords ultimately come back to identity and. Um, Largely, like this was an easier problem. Like this, is a, this is something that's gotten harder as technology has advanced. Um, you think about the way the business world worked. Um, you know, going back to say like the the latter half of the the, the dot com era, um, and when when people that worked in an office, uh, not everybody, but like the idea was like you came to an office, you generally like you know, let's say you had a badge to get in, or there was somebody checking an ID badge, so you had these like multiple, you know, in some ways, like those are passcodes, like this, like passcodes are gatekeepers to, to verify identity at any given point. And that's, you know, we were doing that in a physical way in the office. So you would come in, you would badge or somebody would check your ID badge. It was, oh, this is, this is Bradley, let them in. Um, maybe your department had, had a, you know, again, swipe badge, maybe in the, even the fancy places, you might have some sort of like biometric to get in very secure areas. You'd sit down at your workstation and you, again, you would have yet another password um and um and again you know thinking back to the this was like the 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 world where active directory ruled everything and you came in set at a workstation um and it might not might not even be like you'd have the same workstation every day so if you're like in some sort of call center you might sit down in a different workstation every day your profile you know ad profile would roam to you and then ad your ad password which would expire every 90 days and you can't ever use the same one over again I hope you didn't put it on the bottom of your keyboard, Uh, but you'd use your AD password and you were in. So you might go through like multiple layers of of passcodes to get in. But then the world really kind of changed to where uh, you you really fast forward to, um, you know, the mobility era where you had these devices that were connected at all times. Um, and, And it wasn't just accessing, you know, from the office, like you may come in and, um, you, you know, you may be working remotely or you, then you may like use, you know, a, a remote access tool to, to log into a terminal back at the office. You may have a mobile device that's connected to email, CRM. So like this idea of like this passwords along the way has you know sort of really sort of evolved. Um, and so it's just really like you can see from a security perspective how it got really hard to secure because when everything was about the corporate office, you had steps along the way and you could sort of assume someone was in the office accessing their data. But then it became a world where people could access this from everywhere. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, see what I'm saying, John, like of how security got harder as we evolved? Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be like it was all about like you knew that 100% of your employees were coming to like brick and mortar physical locations so as you walk through right there. There was this environment where you, you you had that sort of 
physical biometric, right? This is John entering the building and then everything you knew, like you could secure in terms of your firewalls and, and what people, how they were accessing, what they were accessing, you know, same thing with the call centers, like someone would log in, that person would finish their shift. Like they'd log out and the next person come and log in. And now we're in a completely different world where like the, the, you know, the physical office no longer is relevant and, um, the endpoints are all of us and we're, we're, we're out in the world, uh, accessing, uh, secure company data from a variety of, of devices and, and different, you know, networks, you know, Wi-Fi, you know, networks that, that aren't controlled by the corporation. Well, and then you could even think too of like this, again, the call center environment, you would know, okay, Bradley's shift is from eight to four. We can see him on camera. So if we if we see some sort of like weird activity, we can see like, well, he's there. Um, and if you see Bradley accessing, you know, attempting to access the remote access tool at 9 p.m. at night when he shouldn't be, you would know. But like that world doesn't exist, exist today. There's almost this idea of stateless connectivity to a company's resources. Well, it, it's it's and it could, you can't even like, you know, you could even before like, oh, Bradley all of a sudden is logging in from Florida. That's weird. What's well, like. You know, if you have somebody that's remote, like you don't like logging in from Florida when they're normally in Georgia might not be that different. Maybe they're visiting family like you don't know. So you have to your idea of security is no longer about physical location in maybe even no longer about the physical device, but like it just has to evolve to the next step. And that's you kind of we were talking off air about. When Apple, it's this is this year's the ten year anniversary of Touch ID, and the app, Touch ID wasn't the first um, uh, biometrics you know system. I mean, I remember like Lenovo computers that had biometrics before that, but let's be real, like no nobody used them. Like there wasn't a good way. Like a, it it's, wasn't something that companies in mass would deploy. Um, it wasn't like really as well documented, like, where is it, you know, how is this stored on the device? Uh, it's not even that people worried about syncing anywhere. It's like, it just, it just was no way to manage it. And then Apple came out with touch ID and they bought a, a company, uh, I think it was authentic in 2012 was when they bought them. And so they deployed it pretty quickly. And, uh, and we'll link to the keynote in, in the show notes, because I think it's, it's interesting to go back and watch, because again, this is 10 years ago. This is before an era when like people were. Not, I'm not going to say anti-big tech, but they were wary of big tech. They're 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 wary of like how much data a uh, insert big tech company has on me. And Apple made this big deal about this stays on device in a secure enclave. It's not synced to iCloud. If you set up a new device, you will have to set it up again. We Apple. The the secure enclave controls which apps have access to Touch ID. They can't read your fingerprint. They made a big deal about this in a time period where everything was moving to it sinks everywhere. You know, from from your you know you've been in this identity space for a long time, John. How important in hindsight was Apple's commitment to not just the security of it, but I would argue going above and beyond to educate the mass market about the importance of it staying on device. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, Bradley, it's a, it's a great sort of, you know, perspective in terms of that, that arc of time and and looking back where we were 10 years ago. And I think, you know, one of the things you, you were is like this, like lack of trust in big tech. And I even think about, before, you know, the large platform players, you know, the Googles and the Apples and the Microsoft, and you think about like where Apple was, you know, with the iPhone, 
just think about the wireless service providers, right? There was they were wary of them because they had created this walled garden. You remember, like you could all, all you could access was like through the Verizon App Store or the AT and T. So there was there was also I think this concern about like okay, you know, these large tech provi- providers even before you know the large technology platforms like Apple and Google. There was always a concern and hesitancy of what people were doing with my data, and and that I could only live in that that stack on that. But then you think about like what Apple unlocked in terms of this trust of this is my device, and you know this this biometric is secure, and it is something that I can trust, and it's it's seamless and frictionless. And you, the wave of adoption that drove were all of a sudden, to your point, like Lenovo, where it wasn't really adopted on 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 those type of devices, and now it's everywhere. It's not just on your it's not just on your Android phone or your iOS phone, but it's it's on all your tablets and laptops too. So I I think they had a huge huge um, role to play in terms of this. Now it's just accepted across all these different platforms and. Um, it's just made it's made our ability to access you know those devices um, you know seamless and frictionless in a secure way. Oh, I totally agree because you know, and again, I think this this kind of even reinforces the idea of the FIDO alliance and um, and the work. And we and I've been talking about that on this show for years. Back before people, I mean, it was at the time people were like I, I don't know what the FIDO alliance is. This is a thing where you know big tech companies are <laughs> working together. Like I don't you know, but then you don't see the work going into it, and so. Apple did what they did. You've seen over the years, you know, other devices add that. And, and again, in a way where consumers trust it, um, b- businesses trust it. I mean, again, I can, you know, you can deploy a um, MacBook Air over, um, you know, Apple Business Manager through, you know, insert insert uh, MDM provider. Um, you can encourage you know, employees to, to use biometrics on device, but you can tell them like, we don't have access to that. Like that's on device. Um, that is something that like, you know, it's not syncing to your MDM. We're not syncing that back to Bamboo HR and, and we have your biometrics on device and it can sync to, you know, something on, on premises at our headquarters. Like it, it stays on device. So everybody trusts it. And because everybody trusts it, it actually makes it more secure. So, I mean, the worst thing, especially if you go back and look at like Apple's pitch, they said majority of people don't put, put, put passcodes on their device. Like, I mean, obviously like that was a problem then, but it'd be a huge problem now. And so touch ID and then which we rolled into face ID became this like really frictionless way to secure devices and in a way for people that like wouldn't use passcodes would use touch ID, face ID. And again, it's, it's on other platforms as well. This, these biometrics, and so it's really something that's, you know, it's works. It, it, consumers used it. Uh, and that brings us to, again, the work that um, Apple, Amazon, Google, all these major companies with the Fido Alliance with passkeys. And I really think that passkeys is one of those, like this, the old Ernest Hemingway quote, the, um, I think it's from Farewell to Arms when it said, how'd you go broke? And it said, you know, gradually and then it's all at the same time right. and i think that passcodes passkeys is that like you're gonna you're gonna like wake up and that's it's already starting like um where where you know you can you know i know like companies like okta have built in passkey support so you can all you'll all of a sudden go from like oh i have one thing that uses passkeys to passkeys is now the default for every new account you have uh, especially in the workplace i think it's just it's just it just a really really eliminates that friction of you know removes the ability to, for a for passwords to be leaked 
uh, and B for the ability to like use weak passwords. But then on the flip side, it makes it where employees don't have to change passwords. You can't change new biometrics. I mean, what are you? What is your opinion on the role of the passkeys? Like, you know, where, where are we at today? This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Mosul. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult or require several solutions. Mosul is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, internet privacy and security, single sign-on, enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform, businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for every business size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple MDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Yeah, I, you know, Bradley, I think, you know, as we think about where passkeys are today, I think, I think we're at the beginning of the journey. And, you know, we, we touched on in the beginning, you, you think about um, use of username and passwords and how you'd enter a building and how you log on as a customer service rep into a terminal. and but that really is technology that came out of like the 1960s. And if you look at what's just what's going on in terms of the, you know, increase, you know, threat of uh, data breaches and the cost to businesses um, and that, you know, 83% of businesses, it's not like when they're going to have a data breach. It's if, you know, it's not if it's when they're going to have a data breach. And so I think about Paskey's this, this opportunity for um, consumers and businesses to be able to have this way where all of a sudden, like it's, it's secure, it's, it's tied, it's tied specifically between your device and the, the account you're trying to log into. It's very resistant to anti-phishing. Um, it's, it's going to provide ease of use to the consumer. Um, I think, I think we're going to see that this is the adoption is going to accelerate at some point. We're going to see this tipping point. I mean, I asked like Google Bard, you know, the other day, like how many websites are supporting passkeys today? And it was like between 38 and 53. Um, and I'm really excited to see, okay, in a month, in two months, what is the uptick in terms of websites uh, beginning to sort of adopt passkeys? And it, it's going um, to all of a sudden be a paradigm shift in terms of thinking about how users have to think about it. I have 400 credentials. Um, and I'm reusing passwords across sites or I'm using a password manager. But now there's all this rise, right? Well, then we're like, okay, add MFA. MFA is going to make it more secure. But now there's all these phishing attacks coming through MFA. And, you know, we're, we're in the, you know, we're part of the, you know, believers that like passwords should go away. And we want to be part of the solution in that. And moving to passkeys, which, you know, has this strong, strong sort of encryption capability to it. Uh, it's endorsed, you know, by sort of key platform players. It it's where the industry needs to go. It's not just for the benefit of consumers, but to your point, it's it's going to benefit businesses as well. Uh, in terms of like securing, you know, securing their data and you know, cyber cybersecurity tax. It's a multi billion dollar business and it's a high growth business. And the threat vectors uh, continue to sort of expand and get more sophisticated. Paskies is a great way to uh, reduce that threat vector for businesses. You know, you said something there I thought was interesting. You said talking about 400 passwords. And what Paskies does is that takes those 400 passwords and makes it one login. Um, 
and done it with cryptography based on something that's unique to you, either um, your face ID, retina scan, you know, touch ID, fingerprint on, on your device. And it, it makes it, I, I think too, it does, if you think about like what, what a tool like Okta uh, or Ping does for identity, like where a company kind of has one, one login, like we have multitude of applications connected to this login system, but like Okta is our, our, our source of truth. Passkeys does that for the actual, you know, in the enterprise, it does that for the authentication, but like in, in the consumer world, it does that for like every website. I mean, everything needs an account. Uh, my, you know, the number of times my wife would, you know, just like you know, get super annoyed about like, oh, where's that password? Like that is just a solved problem with passkeys. And in such a way where like, I even wonder if like 30 years from now, people like kind of forget the idea that we used to have these passwords for every website. And, and it, it'll become where this is a crypt- cryptographically secured authentication mechanism where it, it nobody thinks about it. I mean, I think that's really the best of technology is when you don't think about it. I mean, I think about things like Wi-Fi when we used to be like amazed about Wi-Fi. It's like, you remember the old, like, I think it was the Intel commercial where like they're showing the evolution and the guys like, you know, reaching is, you know, showing his friends like, Hey, you're reaching around. There's like, there's no cord. It just works. Well now like, you just don't even think about, you know, Wi-Fi. You're like, I mean, I was, I, you know, flew to, had to fly to Miami. Uh, and it's like, you're just like, you know, now not only is Wi-Fi on every plane, but now like now thanks to a partnership with T-Mobile, it's like just free on Delta. Like, it's just like, you just, yeah, it's just like have Wi-Fi. And they don't even, it's not even a situation too, where like they even turn it off. You know, it used to be like, they would, it'd only be once you get up to her feet. It's like, no, it's just like connected the whole time. I was texting with my wife the whole time, just, you know, taking off in the air. And now you're just ubiquitously connected. Like passkeys is going to do that for passwords. Like you just want to even think about like signing up for stuff. It's like, yeah, you just access my passkey. It's cryptographically secured. Um, and it just, the, and that, but that's when technology is working. Um, and I think too, it really goes back to, um, you can look at the work the FIDO Alliance has done and the companies that are involved with that are, are not companies. I hate to say it. They'd agree about anything. Um, but what they do agree about is that a cybersecurity breaches cost billions and billions of dollars in direct losses every year, but also considerable amount in consumer trust. Um, and, and it's in everybody's interest to eliminate that threat. Um, and it, again, there's always going to be cybersecurity problems, but you've removed a, you've, when, when a, if a, if a website on, let's say like a website launches today and new, new enterprise solution, and it only supports passkeys, the threat attack vector there that the incentive to attack and hack that account, that website is reduced because you're not able to like, it's like getting a recipe card and only having half the recipe. Well, you don't, it's useless without the other half. And so you've really reduced the incentive to attack that website. Um, It's, it's pretty, it's a nice place for the industry to be and we can move to solving other problems. Yeah. You know, I, it, I think you're, you're spot on, right. Which is where, where this becomes like behind the scenes and you just know that it's secure and it works. I mean, I I think that's the end state we want to get to. And I, you know, we, we just, um, you know, became a board level member of the FIDO Alliance. And I think, you know, uh, companies like Dashlane and other password managers, like we, we have a key role to play because I think key point, you're like, yeah, a lot of these people, they're working together on this and like, they don't, they don't agree on anything, you know, in, in the competitive landscape on, you know, in business. And I think one of the things I think that we're solving for around passkeys and other password managers is that, that convenience factor, right? Like if, if you look at, 
you know, whether it's Google or Apple, as they're talking about their support for passkeys, it's kind of in this idealized view of like, okay, I just live on Apple devices and I live in Safari. And, you know, and that, that works great in, in that environment, or I only live on Android or in Google. And I think, you know, the role that, you know, Dashlane and, and other companies have to play outside of these large tech companies is, you know, providing that flexibility, which is, okay, then like, how do, how do I seamlessly, you know, move my path key, you know, between devices, or I set it up on my iPhone and I'm accessing Safari, but now I want to access it on a Chrome browser. How do we remove friction there? And I, I think that's, you know, that's going to be this healthy sort of, you know, discussion and, and I think alliance within FIDO is all of us trying to work to, yes, like let's get to that end state where where it's uh, we're, we're done with you know there isn't like set up a username and password, but let's also make sure that we're solving for this like level of convenience so consumers and businesses can move this between operating systems and and devices uh, so that it removes friction for them and provides them like ease of use and transparency in terms of you know, these pass keys, which are going to kind of be behind the scenes for them as, as users, it, it'll you know, provide them with flexibility and remove friction. No, I, I agree with that because the kind of the current model is now, and again, it's more in the early stages of it. I mean, very much so. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a key. I don't have any insight, but I think this could be kind of a key discussion point at w, WWDC, even if it's not like on the main stage, the main keynote, I think from the, just from what I'm, you know, thinking and, and reading the tea leaves, I think that passkeys is going to be a huge part of a lot of the sessions. Um, and, uh, but again, it needs to be like right now it's challenging. Like if you use Safari on your mobile device, but you use, you know, Brave or Chrome or Firefox, like that syncing is not there. And that's why right now I really like having a dedicated password manager tool. Um, and I think for enterprises, especially like I don't, I, you know, I think that makes sense for enterprises to deploy a, a, password tool um, that's that's third party because you want something that can be, you know, you're not going to be able to like easily hook in, I don't think, uh, hook in Safari's password requirements into, um, um, into, you know, an, an enterprise solution. So, I mean, I could, I could really see a world where there's some sort of like shared pass key, you know, you, you know, may, maybe there's a shared pass key for a group authentication login that, you know, it, Tight. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But um, it, it, you need to have a world where consumers can, you know, f- easily move around browsers, devices. Um, and, and if they do, even if it's like not even like, hey, I'm all Safari today, but next month I want to I move to Chrome. You shouldn't have to like rebuild your entire stack. It should be a way to seamlessly move that over. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe it, maybe it ends up being some sort of, you know, we used to have the the movies anywhere solution where you could transfer your movie rights from Walmart to Amazon to Apple. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know. But I do think that the Fido Alliance at this point has done a really good job. Uh, and again, your average consumer will never know what the Fido Alliance is, and, and that's great. Uh, they don't, they shouldn't, uh, they should just know that passwords like this is easy. Uh, but I think the team has done a really nice job of driving this vision forward in a way that do, isn't make it about Apple. It's not about Microsoft. It's not about Google. It's not about Dashlane. It's about what's best for the customer. And that, that could be business customers or you know, regular consumers. Um, it, because it's, it's a world where when this is solved, we can turn, move on to more fun things to solve. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think the you know the the work that the Fido Alliance has done in terms of 
you know, really getting us to this point where we can envision that passwords are going to be eliminated. Um, it, it, it is, uh, I think it's, um, uh, it's a critical point in, in time and in, in terms of just allowing people to, uh, get their work done and live their lives and access their data in a way where they're far less concerned about, you know, again, this threat of, you know, having, having their personal accounts hacked or having their business accounts hacked. And, you know, we've talked at, at length about just like, you know, the, the, the threats vectors just, they continue to expand and compromise credentials and, and emails and, and phishing is the majority of what's driving these breaches, you know, today. And so, this ability to get to where pass keys are more broadly adopted and you can move them, you know, through either a password manager or other, other sort of third party application, this ability to be able to share them and move them and categorize them. I think that's also going to be part of um, the future for this is how people have control over the pass keys and what they do with them and who they share them with them and have that visibility into them that they might not have if it's just stored within a single, single platform. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, John, thanks for coming on Apple at Work this week. Um, this was a great discussion. We'll have a link to learn more about Dashlane in the show notes. I know you all have been a pioneer here um, for some time in this space, and, and I think it's a space, you know, th- the, the the reality is the cybersecurity is no longer a a technology issue. It's no longer a an issue for the for the CTO the the um, you know CIO. It's now a board level issue, and every company cybersecurity should be a concern all the way to the board because it, it is just absolutely critical. Uh, and I do believe that passkeys um, is going to just play a major role in uh, moving us to a world where um, there's at least one some reduced threat. So, uh, John, again, thanks for coming to Apple at work, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Bradley. Really enjoyed the conversation today.